0: It's exciting times we're living in. If you brought your Bible this morning, please open with us to our text we've looked at repeatedly in 1 Samuel, the second chapter. If you didn't bring the Bible with you this morning, hold your hand up high. The ushers have extra Bibles. Be glad to let you use one of ours. Hold your hand up and turn with us to 1 Samuel, the second chapter. For some weeks we've been on the subject of uh, recalling honor to whom honor. And if you haven't been with us, we've already covered a lot of uh, scripture, a lot of area, and uh, it's available to you. You can go back into Word Supply, get a CD, get a DVD, it won't cost you anything. You can get online, download it in its entirety, uh, also at no charge. And it is very important. That we know these things and that we do these things. He said in 1 Samuel 2.30, the last part of the, the verse here. He said, for them that honor me, I will honor. And they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. These individuals in this chapter described they had despised the Lord. And they had lost their right to the priesthood and to the ministry and judgment came and actually uh, the Eli's, Eli and his sons didn't live much longer after this and uh, they, they lost out on the blessing of the Lord and his protection and other things because they despised him and that's what he's saying I, he said he would honor not those that despised him but he would honor those that honored him Well, that's only reasonable, isn't it? And those that despised him, though, they would be uh, lightly esteemed, which is a definition of despising. Say that out loud with me, if you would, a few times, that, that last phrase there. Them that honor me, I will honor. And they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Let's say it again. Them that honor me, I will honor, and they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Now, the word honor basically means value, to value. It it, it literally means heavy and uh, harkens back to the day when you didn't pay for things with credit cards or paper. Uh, You paid for it with heavy metals, silver, gold. And if something was really expensive, then you had to put a lot of gold on that side of the scale to balance and pay the price. So uh, it was weighty, meant it was very precious, very valuable. And so uh, to honor God means that you count Him and His things very valuable, very important to you. Very precious to you. And despise is the exact opposite of that. It's the opposite of valuing. To despise something means to count of little worth or to treat as nothing. And so it's the opposite of valuing. Uh, Sometimes people hear the word despise in modern modern usage and they think of detesting something. But really uh, you can just ignore something and that's despising it you're treating it like it's nothing, like it's insignificant, trivial. Well, if you treat the Lord and His things like they are insignificant and unimportant and trivial, you and your things will be treated as unimportant and insignificant and trivial. Those that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. But if you honor Him, tell me what He said He would do. If you honor Him, He will honor you. And like we've said it before, If you make it when other people don't, it was the Lord honoring you, right? I mean, if other people lose their stuff and and, and you not only don't lose yours, but you pay it off and you're in better shape than you were, it's not because you're prettier and smarter than everybody else. The Lord was gracious to you and, and he honored you. And if he was able to honor you, it was because to some degree you honored him. You put him first. And you put his things first and his ways first. And so uh, do we want the Lord to honor us? Are we desirous of this? You certainly should be. And if you learn how to honor him more, it's going to be a result of him honoring you, blessing you, promoting you, helping you, keeping you. He honors those that honor him. Go with me to 2 Timothy, please. 2 Timothy, the second chapter. Now, we we have covered a lot of ground, as we said. We're getting into a little bit different area here. It, it all goes together. But uh, it would it would help if you had heard what went before. So what I'm saying. If, if you haven't, please get the materials. You catch up with us. But in 2 Timothy 2 and 19, 2 Timothy 2 and 19, it says, uh, The foundation of God stands sure, Having this seal, the Lord knows them that are His. He does. There are those that are His in every country, in every culture, in every denomination, in every group. Uh, every denomination, every group you want to mention has people that know the Lord and love the Lord, and people that have never been born again don 't know God at all. just religious. That's basically every church, every group you want to talk about. And so we've got brothers and sisters all over the place. In all different groups. And the Lord knows them that are His. And let everyone that names the name of Christ, if you call on Him and you call yourself His and a Christian, a Christian, let them depart from iniquity. Iniquity has to do with that which is unrighteous or not right. We might say today, depart from all wrong, everything that's wrong. Verse 20, he said, but in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. Verse 21, if a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, that's cleansed and set apart, and meat that's fit and able and capable for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. How many would like that to be you, a vessel unto honor? Meat for the master's use. Listen to other translations of this. The, uh, the NAS says that uh, if anyone cleanses himself from these things, he will be a vessel for honor. The complete Jewish Bible if a person keeps himself free of defilement by the latter, he will be a vessel set apart, or excuse me, set aside for honorable use by the master of the house and ready for every kind of good work. Said out loud, Vessels Vessels unto honor. honor. Vessels Vessels for for honor. Now certainly it's the will of God that you and I, that all of us, be not vessels to dishonor, but vessels unto honor. He uses the description of a great house, which we might call a mansion or a palace. And he said, in that great house, there are many different vessels. Now, he's talking about containers. And some of the containers are used for noble, honorable purposes, and others are used for ignoble, uh, shameful purposes. And we, we're we well aware of this. In your place, in your house, you've got... Cups and containers that you uh, only use on certain special occasions, perhaps, and then you got others that you, uh, you know, dig out a ditch with, or uh, you know, you got containers that that hold your 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 drinking water, and then you got containers that hold your garbage. Well, you don't use the ones that you use the same ones you use for your garbage. For your banquet, your dinner party. I hope. <laughs> huh? <laughs> well, you are a vessel. I am a vessel. We are containers. There are things in us. And things can come through us. Just like a cup can hold something. Something. And can something in that cup can be poured out to someone or for a purpose. And so, he's talking about vessels that are used for honorable purposes versus vessels that are full of unclean things and defiled. Do we have a responsibility in being a vessel unto honor? Yes. What did he tell us we must do? Look at it if you would. Put it back up there in verse 20. Oh, excuse me, yeah, 21 is right. If a man will do what? Purge himself. Who's going to do it? Not get beg God to do it for you? Come get somebody to pray for you and get them to do it for you? No, uh-uh. This is something only you can do. There is a cleansing That no one can do, only the blood can do. But then there's a cleansing that God will not do for you, only you can do for yourself. And it has to do with separation. Everybody say separation. Separation. If a man will purge himself from these, he will be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use. Go with me to 2 Corinthians, please, the sixth chapter. 2 Corinthians, chapter 6. Do we desire to be vessels unto honor, used for holy and clean purposes, good things? 2 Corinthians. chapter 6. He said down in verse uh, 14. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? What's the answer to that question? None. What, What do they have in common? They don't. And uh, what communion has uh, light with darkness? What's the answer? None. They have no agreement. They have nothing in common. They have nothing to fellowship around. And what concord has Christ with Belial? Belial's a name for the devil. Well, certainly. What what does the master and the devil have in common, and have to fellowship around? Nothing. And what part has he that believeth with an infidel, a believer with an unbeliever? None. What agreement has the temple of God with idols? None. For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I'll dwell in them and walk in them. I'll be their God and they'll be my people. You know, we're working on a structure down there for the Sarasota church. We we got this structure here and renovated it. But you know, this is not the temple of God. And the finest, most amazing structure in the earth is not, can ever be the temple of God, the house of God. You are the house of God. We are the temple of God. He lives not in buildings made with hands. He lives in us. He's in us. You are the temple. Of the living God. As God has said, I'll dwell in them and walk in them. I'll be their God and they shall be my people. Verse 17. Wherefore, in other words, seeing that we are the temple of God and our holy God is in us, come out from among them. Them what? Come out from. Well, you have to back up into the verse. Uh, Them. Idols, and infidel, and, and belial, and darkness, and unrighteousness, and unbeliever. Come out from them, and be ye separate, says the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Said out loud, come out from among them, from among them. And, be separate, and be ye separate, and touch not the unclean. Not the unclean. Verse 18. And I'll be a father to you, and you'll be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. And chapter 7 and verse 1 goes on to say, Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves. Who's going to do this? This This is something we do. Let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. You know, there's a lot of talk about holiness that is skewed and just religious and not reality. Holiness is not adhering to somebody's list. Uh, What is holiness? Holiness is Christ-likeness. It's being like the master. That's what it is and he uh, lived and is separate from sinners and high and holy and clean and pure and a lot of people think well you know that's yeah but that's Jesus brother Keith I, that's not us we've, we've fallen and, and we've messed up and I'm just an old sinner saved by grace no no you were an old sinner that's right. now you've been saved yeah. Yeah. and that sinner that's not your inner nature Now, you got flesh, you can yield to it and do stuff that's wrong, but that's not your nature anymore. And thank God, even if you have messed up, you can still be clean. Oh, thank God, by the blood of the Lamb, you can still be clean. But if we're going to be vessels unto honor, we cannot keep contaminating ourselves with defiling things. If somebody says, I want you to use my cup at the Sunday dinner, but you know they've been using it for bad things, <laughs> and you say, no, I can't use your cup at the dinner table because you've been putting garbage in it and junk in it, and, and no, it's not clean, it's not fit. Well, you just don't love me. You know, it's not that I don't love you, it's that you keep defiling your cup. And we can't use such germ-infested cups on the dinner table at the big party. <laughs> well, I want my cup used. Well, quit using it for that. <laughs> and let's clean it up. And let's run it through the dishwasher about nine times. And let's sanitize it. And Right? And then, and then, you know, we could get to where we could use it. But, but how many understand, if we do clean it up, but then they take it right back and use it for the garbage and the junk and the filth. That's the part where we come in. The Lord can cleanse us by his blood and forgive us. But if we take ourselves right back into it again, then even though we can be forgiven, we will, be, we will not be qualified For certain uses. This is something that people seem to have not understood. Being forgiven. Is not the same thing as being qualified. For use. In uh, 1 Corinthians 9.27. Paul. Talked about this. He said I keep under my body. I bring it into subjection. Lest that by any means after I've preached to others. I myself should be a castaway. That word castaway means basically disqualified and rejected. Do you believe Paul was a vessel unto honor? No question. Do you believe that the holy, precious revelation and light of God's word, the the Lord used Paul as a container to carry it. It was in him. It came up out through his spirit. It came through his mind. The the holy words came out of his mouth. Do you believe the holy and precious anointing was on him? To empower him to lead and to to start churches and to teach and to help and raise up ministers and, and all these things. And yet he, having all the experience that he had in God, he said, I have to keep my body under. Didn't say I put it under one time and that was it. I have to keep it under control all the time, unless after I have preached to others and said these things, I myself could wind up being disqualified. So, with any one of us at any time, you can yield to the flesh and override your heart and do things that you shouldn't do and defile yourself. And that doesn't mean God doesn't love you anymore. Doesn't mean he won't forgive you. But even though you're forgiven, you need to be qualified. I mean, let me use myself for an example. The Lord using me to lead this work. I oversee the operations of it. I oversee uh, who gets used where and what and the money. And where it comes and what it does. And you're trusting the Lord. But you're also trusting me. Right? You come in. You bring your children. You bring your sons. You bring your daughters. They work in the teams. They sing in the choir. They do things. And if I am having an affair with your daughter or your wife behind your back and lying to you if I'm stealing the money and pocketing it when I'm telling you it's going for a church building am I qualified to lead the work no No, I'm not now that that doesn't mean God wouldn't forgive me and he wouldn't cleanse me and not hold it against me but if I you know, did these things and lied and stole, would I, do, you know, would I be qualified the next day after I said I'm sorry? No, no I would not. I would need to prove myself. Hmm? And whether it was here or somewhere else, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. He doesn't change. But I, I would need to separate myself from that for enough of a period of time to prove and demonstrate Amen. that I have separated myself from it yeah. Amen. in order to be qualified right. for the trust. Amen. And see, some people, they, they, they demand, so, well, you you have to forgive me, and, and that means that, you know, I, I just retain uh, all my responsibilities, and if, if you forgive me, then you just put me right back into my place. No. 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 You can be forgiven, but that doesn't mean you're qualified. And that's what we're talking about in vessels unto honor. How does one become a vessel unto honor, meet and fit for the master's use? How? You purge yourself from what defiles and is unclean. You cleanse yourself. And it has to do with separation. Separation. Somebody say separation. Separation. It's necessary if you're going to be a vessel unto honor. A friend of mine who's in the ministry, has been for years now, wonderful ministry, Uh, back I guess 40-some years ago, was a seemingly hopeless drug addict, the hardest of drugs. And, of course, everything that goes with that lifestyle. I mean, the path that they were on, most people don't live very long, you know mainlining the hardest of drugs and and just had done so many hard drugs that their mind was affected. They just, they weren't the same person and they weren't right in their mind. And uh, uh, they got saved and as I've already told you, they, they made it into the ministry and everything. But I was asking him one time, I said, uh, tell me how God delivered you because I mean, a lot of people don't make it out of that kind of thing. I mean, how, how did that happen? What helped you the most? And he smiled. He said, well, the first thing was the love of God through his people. He said, I, through God's people, I saw the love of God, that God was real and that he really did care about me. In spite of everything I had been and done, he really did love me and he, would, he still would receive me and forgive me and even use me. He said, that that helped me. And, and he got born again. But he said, in just a matter of, of days and weeks, I had to come to the realization, I've got to separate myself from my friends. Of course, all his friends were druggies. That's all they did. I mean, they either talked about getting drugs or were trying to do something to get money to get drugs or talking about an experience they had when they were high, and and it it was all around drugs. And his flesh is already pulling him that direction, and he saw, I can't can't stay around these people. I'm going to wind right back up in it. And he said, it was one of the hardest things that I did because, you know, that's his family now. All the junk that he had done, his natural family probably about disowned him. And and this was his family. This was his friends. This was his world. Yet, it was unclean. And it was wrong. And did the Bible tell him, now being a believer, that he is to separate himself from that? He says, one of the hardest things I did. And, of course, you know, they don't understand. They say, so oh, "What well, you think you're too good for us now? And all this stuff, and but... He's not going to help them by dying young from overdose. Right? Right? right. He doesn't need to stay with them or go their way. They need to come His way. And that's not going to happen by Him staying with them and going with them. Say it out loud. Separate yourself. yourself. Say it again. "Separate Separate yourself. Now, that's not just so concerning drugs or alcohol. It's concerning all manner of things that are wrong. And unclean and defiling. And if you're going to be a vessel unto honor, you have to separate yourself from those. And he's specifically referring to people. People that are vessels of the unclean and defiling. Go with me over here in, uh, let's see. Let's go to two places. Let's go to uh, Romans 1. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 5. What kind of defilement are we talking about? He said, Cleanse yourself from all filthiness of the flesh and the spirit. Both what defiles the outer and what defiles the inner. You can defy yourself both ways. In Romans 1, the same word that's used for dishonor is translated vile, V-I-L-E. Romans 1. Romans 1 and uh, 26. It says, For this cause God gave them up Unto vile affections. Now, that's the, the word "vile" is the same Greek word that's translated "dishonor" in uh, Second Timothy, our text that we read. Our dishonorable affections. First Thessalonians talks about that we need to know how to possess our vessels in sanctification and honor. One of the big reasons why so many people do so many wrong things sexually with their bodies. Is they do not value their own body. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Is it? See, people do not have that realization. And the devil's always trying to demean everything. Oh, it's just it's just this, it's just your body, it's just sex, it's just this. No, no, it's not just that. Vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. Same-sex relationships with women is against nature, the Bible says. I know it's politically incorrect. I know that whole churches try to, you know, say, oh, y'all are just narrow-minded. I didn't write this. Now, this... This is a matter between you and the Lord. Well, you just you just hate this one, and hate it. I do not. I do not. All, he, he mentions a number of other things, and the, these are all in the same category. But if you do something wrong with your body, that doesn't mean that you have to be lost, or that you don't uh, want to love God, or it, it means you believed a lie. And you yield it to the wrong thing. I, I want to say something I want you to keep it in your mind. Sex is not love. That's right. You can love somebody without having sex with them. Well, they're, they're just I just love them. Great. Love them. Don't mean you have to have sex with them. Are y'all with me, friends? Likewise, verse 27, the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. Even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. This is homosexuality. I know people don't like this. There are certain places you cannot even read these verses on TV anymore. They will shut you down. Verses. In the book of Romans. Can't even read them. They'll pull you. Why? Well, it's, it's hate. No, it's not. It's truth. <laughs> well, it's just like racism. It is nothing like racism. Nothing. Well, God made me this way. No, He didn't. No, He didn't. The list, look, look at the list. It says, Being filled with all unrighteousness. Now, that's that same word, iniquity. That's what we're supposed to cleanse ourselves from. Fornication. Now, fornication is the all-encompassing word in the New Testament. It includes the idea of premarital sex, it includes the, 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 the act of adultery, it includes homosexuality, it includes, when you say fornication, you're covering all that in the New Testament. And they are all the same. Now some people try to put uh, certain of these categories worse than others, but premarital sex is very, very similar to any of the rest of them. Or adultery, because it's a yielding to the flesh. And people say, well, well, we're, we just fell in love. He fell in love with uh, his friend's wife, and she fell in love with her, her, her friend's husband. And, and, well, these feelings are real. Yeah, but you never should have had them. Right. That's right. If you had never crossed those lines, then you wouldn't, you wouldn't be so entangled with them in your soul. Right. You, you, yes, these feelings are real. And yes, they can be very painful. But if you'd obeyed the word, you'd never had to deal with any of it. That's right. You'd just said, no, that's wrong. I can't think about that. And I can't look at that. and I can't yield to that. And you'd just cut it off. You'd have never had a problem with it. That's right. But now your soul's all entangled with them. And your life's all entangled with them. And, and, and yes, your soul, but it doesn't make it right. And it's real simple. Well, I just don't know if I... I I don't believe like you believe, Brother Key. Forget about me. Forget about me. Do you love Jesus? Is He your Lord? Then if He told you it's wrong, what would you do? That's the issue. Well, I don't know that He's telling me it's wrong. Um, (laughs) He and His Word. He's not going to tell you something different from this book now. But don't don't make it about a preacher. Don't make it about a church. Don't make it about a group. Do you love the Lord? Is he your Lord? Then if he tells you he wants you separated from that person, from that situation, it's going to come down to you love him or them or your flesh? Hmm? And that's what, don't make it about another man or woman. It's between you and him. That's what it's about. And with every one of us, if he tells us he didn't want this for us, he wants us separated from that, let's love him. And let's make make him our choice. It might not be exactly that in your life, but it'll be something. It'll be something that you'll have to choose the Lord over that. He said unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. He goes on. We should separate ourselves from all these things, shouldn't we, so that we are not defiled. Go to 1 Corinthians, the, the fifth chapter, please. First Corinthians, chapter five and nine. Well, let me back up to verse uh, six. He said, "Your glorying is not good. Know you not that a little leaven leavens the whole lump?" He's talking about yeast. It gets in, it starts working works through the whole thing. He's talking about sin and problems. He said, purge out. There's that word again. Purge out the old leaven that you may be a new lump as you are unleavened for even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Keep reading. Therefore let us keep the feast not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. I wrote to you in an epistle not to company with fornicators. Now tell me, what is a fornicator? Somebody involved in some type of sex outside husband and wife marriage. Whether it's premarital, whether it's extramarital, adultery, whether it's same sex, it's all in the same thing. Not to company with fornicators. Did the Bible tell you don't company with fornicators? Verse 10. Yet not altogether with the fornicators of this world, or with the covetous, or extortioners, or with idolaters. To see these other things are just as significant as fornication. Covetousness. Hmm? Extortioner. Idolatry. He said, but not just with the fornicators of this world, for then must you needs go out of the world. He's, he's distinguishing between. Uh, people that are fornicators but don't claim to be Christians versus those who do and he said no if you do business in the world you're going to be dealing with people and coming across people and they're in some form of fornication and he said if you try to avoid that completely you might have to leave the planet (laughs) go out of the world (laughs) is it rampant is it all over the place it is all over the place It's not talked about, but it is. And verse 11. But now I have written unto you not to keep company if any man that is called a brother be a fornicator or covetous or idolater or railer or drunkard or extortioner with such an one know not to eat. Now this is is scripture that has not been observed. Has not, not been obeyed. We call ourselves word people, so let's receive all the word, and let's do the word. If a person claims to be a brother, claims to be a sister, and they are a fornicator, they're having affairs, they're same-sex relationships, or they're covetous. Covetous means... You're always longing for stuff and things and money. you got that on your mind all the time. And and you're yearning for that above other things. He wanted to say idolater, which means you worship things other than God. There are people that worship houses and they worship cars. I'm talking church-going people. You're not supposed to company with them. Or... Railer, a railer is somebody who's abusive in their speech and cusses and slanders and drunkard. That's obvious. Extortioner is a taker. Somebody who takes things from other people. With such an one, what? Don't eat, don't have meals? With these brothers and sisters in the Lord. Should we observe the scripture? Yes. We must separate ourselves lest we be contaminated and defiled. Now, if it's an unbeliever, that's a different situation. Jesus ate with sinners. Didn't He? That's unbelievers. And He didn't say He lived with them, and He didn't practice their sin with them, but He spent time on occasion with them to let them see the light and love of God. But with somebody who's a believer... They have already seen the light. And they know better. And they're not listening to their own heart. And if they won't listen to their own heart, they won't listen to you. And so you're not going to help them by pretending like everything's okay. Are y'all with me, friends? And participating and allowing them to participate in everything, it is not okay. Somebody say separate. 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 In the... Uh, let me read another verse or two of this. It's Second uh, Thessalonians. You don't have to turn there. You can just listen. Second Thessalonians 3.14 If any man obey not our epistle, note that man and have no company with him, that, that he may be what? Ashamed. Ashamed. People say, well, where's the love in that? That you want company with them. It is love. What's lack of love is uh, helping them to pretend that everything's okay when they're going to be destroyed. The wages of sin is death. It'll destroy you. When their their family and their relationships and their ministries and everything is in the process of being destroyed. And you're going to act like everything's fine and dandy and okay. No, no. It's not easy, but you need to. You need to look at people and say, have you, have you broken that off? Have you taken care of that? Well, no, no. It's just, it's, well, I, we can't fellowship. I'm sorry. I love you, but this is not right, and you know it's not right. And, and my kids can't play with your kids, and we can't do stuff together. Well, why not? You know why not. You need to get this straight. You see, people haven't practiced this, have they? Does the Bible tell you to? Plainly. I read a couple of scriptures. I could read you two or three more. In the New Testament, it's very, very plain. Why? Because if people can do everything that they want to do and pretend, you know, they're singing in the choir and they're doing all this junk, and they're working, and all the friends, everybody's acting like it's all okay. They can pretend and live in their own deception. But if they, if they wake up, and they've been pulled from this, and they've been pulled from that, and, and their best friends won't fellowship with them, and, and they, it, it's a slap in the face. Yes. And they should wake up and go, wow, what, what have I done? Right. Where am I? And they should be ashamed of it. Not to their destruction. We just want them to repent. Repent doesn't mean cry and feel bad. It means change. They need to separate themselves from this. Don't they? And God would forgive them. And God would cleanse them. And if they would purge themselves from that, they could wind up being a vessel unto honor. Couldn't they? God God could use them in spite of it. But he can't use them if they keep holding on to it with one hand. And if they twist scriptures and try to justify it and want to fight and argue with everybody about it and be proud, that's when you need to break fellowship. Yeah, you pray for them. Yeah, you believe for them. But the Bible says don't even have a meal with them. Is this New Testament? It is. It is. look with me if you would in Luke the 8th chapter excuse me I'm not ready for Luke how about Titus go to Titus 1 everybody is excited this morning you you know we need this though don't we it's uh, there's, there's far too much In the church, in the body of Christ, everything's okay. You know, people are doing all kinds of stuff. And it's just tearing families apart. And it's hurting kids. And it's, it's bringing bad witness. Misrepresenting the Lord and His Word and His things. And people are just acting like no big deal. Yeah, no big deal. Well, I'm just a man. Well, I'm just a woman. Well, we all make mistakes. But that's not what's going on. They have not chosen to separate themselves from it. They're still holding to it. They have not repented. Well, yeah, I repented. No, did you change? Well, I cried and I felt bad and we counseled. and doesn't. You can do that a hundred times and never repent. When you mean business, you cut it off. You don't play with it. You cut it off. Somebody say, cut it off. You cut it off. Yeah, but it's just tearing my heart out. And that's entirely your fault. Entirely your fault. You never should have been involved with it to start with. If you hadn't have been, your soul wouldn't have got entangled with them like that. Right? You crossed a line way back there, years ago, that you knew you shouldn't have crossed. Well, God made me that way. No, God didn't make anybody... A fornicator. He didn't make anybody an adulterer. He didn't make anybody a pedophile. Are you listening? He didn't make anybody a lesbian. He didn't make anybody a homosexual. Any more than he made anybody an adulterer. Are you listening? No. No. It's annoying to hear people keep saying this. We've all got flesh. You can yield to yours. I could yield to mine any day of the week. And just do stupid stuff. And mess up your life Paul said he could didn't he he said I got to keep this body under Paul said it I got to lest after I have preached others all these things I myself could wind up disqualified Paul but thank God the Lord will help us won't he he'll help us and if you're smart you'll make it easy on yourself why Stay away. Just stay out of the same county with it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Oh, sure. Your flesh, it'll pull on you. But just absolutely don't go near the door of its house, as Proverbs said. Don't go down that street. And it'll make it so easy on you. Are there things you wished you had never seen? If you had never seen it, you'd never have to deal with it. The Lord couldn't have brought it to your mind a thousand times if you'd never seen it. Living a separated life actually is, makes it easy for you. You're not seeing stuff. You're not hearing stuff. So you're not pulled and tempted like a lot of other people are. And even though some desire has been super strong in you, desires can be starved. And if they starved, they grow weak. Hmm? And something that has been a torment to you, it could get to the place where you can go days and not even think about it. And then go weeks and not even think about it. It is, it is gloriously possible. Titus 1, are you there? Just a little bit more. Titus 1. We talked about cleansing ourselves both inside and outside. The, the fornication has to do with a lot of outward things. But listen to Titus, the first chapter, and the 15th verse. Titus one fifteen. It says, Unto the pure all things are pure, but unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure, but even their mind and conscience is defiled. Things are, people talk about outward acts, but it's about what's going on on the inside. I've told, uh, uh, I know years ago there were some young ladies that were helping me. Uh, and uh, I told them, I said, uh, there were some guys hugging on them in the congregation. I said don't let them hug on you like that. They said, "What?" They're just they're just nice, you know, like the I said, "No. Some people you can't even be nice to like that. Cuz their mind defiles what uh, what would be what could be a simple innocent act. You know, some people you could hug them and it's just nothing wrong about it. Some people kiss you on the cheek or whatever. Other people, you don't even want to shake their hand or stand too close to them. Because their mind is defiled. They, they turn everything in to something perverted. They twist everything. In their mind. And because that's what they feed on night and day. That's the filter they see everything through. And it's perverted and twisted. So it's not just what you do with your body. That can defile. What happens in your mind? Your very mind and your conscience. Can be defiled. Now why are we talking about all this? Honor to whom honor? Do we want to be vessels? Do we want to carry the holy things? Do we want God's precious wisdom and light to be in us? His holy thoughts in our mind. His holy words in our lips. Huh? That if we touch somebody, it's not some kind of perverted something, but it's holy healing power. Some kind of slimy repulsive something. Right? Right? Well, it's all, all is based on what's in the container, right? Same container can have ugly stuff in it or it can have beautiful stuff in it. Same container, isn't it? And no matter how far you've gone the wrong direction or how badly you've messed up, do you believe friends in here today that the blood of the lamb is more than enough to not only forgive you, But to wash you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That's the same thing as we've been reading those words vile and also defiled and unclean or unrighteous. He's able to cleanse, cleanse from all unrighteousness. Can you say glory to God? Glory to God. Glory to God. God. Thank you, Master. Did you still have Luke? In closing, I think. <laughs> I know some of this is sobering, but it's supposed to be. It needs to be. Some things need to change. There's too much junk. And people are making excuses for it. And justifying. Try and act like it's okay and it's alright and it's not. It's not alright at all. And it's disqualifying. That's the sad thing. We're living in some wonderful days, friends. Can you see that good things are happening in the kingdom? The kingdom is expanding. God needs people. He needs people to do good jobs. And to stand up in places and take care of things and and be faithful. But if you defile yourself with these things... You will continue to be on the sidelines and not used. That's right. And people will get frustrated and angry. Why won't they use me? And why won't they? Well, why the question is, why isn't the Lord dealing with them too? Mm-hmm. That's right. Get your eyes off of people. Mm-hmm. The Lord is real. Right. And be honest with yourself about what you're doing with your vessel. Mm-hmm. You don't use Vessels that you use in the toilet room for the big dinner party. That's right. <laughs> right? That's right? No. So you got to make up your mind. You want to be toilet room vessel? <laughs> <laughs> or you want to be fancy dinner party yes. <laughs> vessel? Dishonorable vessel? Or honorable vessel? Unclean, defiled vessel. Or holy. Holy. Don't let the word holy throw you. It just means doing what you know to do. Staying away from what you know you're supposed to stay away from. Holding on to the blood to cleanse you. Right? He has made you holy. Thank you, Lord. In Luke, he talks about the ground that brings forth. Luke 8 and 15 Luke 8:15 that on the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. What kind of heart brings forth? Honest and good heart. Everybody say honest. Honest. And And good heart. There is no honor without honesty. There is no honor in lying. One of the most dishonorable things there is is lying and deceiving. And if you'll notice, every one of these things we've been talking about involves covering and hiding and lying where were you hmm what were you doing who were you with what were y'all doing why were you there see you, you, you talk about affairs you talk about premarital stuff you talk about this other stuff is lying involved Dece- all all over it what, what can be honorable about that deceiving people betraying and lying that's as dishonorable as you can get you can't have honor without honesty and the honesty begins in yourself honest with yourself about what you know to be right are y'all with me friends i know this doesn't make everybody run and shout this morning, but listen. There are some things need to happen in here this morning, right now. There needs to be some repentance. There needs to be some change. And people are watching by the internet, there needs to be some things happen. Why? Because of some very important things that you're going to miss and not be qualified for if you keep doing this. And also, if you don't judge yourself, what did the Bible say would happen? You'll be judged. You will be judged, and you don't want to be judged. We don't want anybody to be judged. We don't want anybody to miss out on being used. Especially not when no matter how defiled you have been, you can be cleaned up. You can be cleansed and purged and made a vessel unto honor anyway. But you have to make up your mind. What are you going to hold on to? Be honest. Everybody stand on stand up on your feet. And let's let's pray about this for a moment. We need to take care of some things in uh, in hearts. Close your eyes. There are specific situations. God God doesn't hate you. but you've just ignored him you've tried to make it right and you know it's not right if you'll repent today repent means change separate yourself from it cut it off you'll have mercy there's still time you'll have mercy you won't be judged and you can be qualified and still wind up being used in some glorious and holy things if you don't judge yourself if you keep pretending making excuses justifying yourself twisting scriptures and you know it's not right but you hold on to it you won't be used in the holy things and you will be judged you'll miss out on some things some things will be cut short This is not about me. It's not about Keith Moore and you. It's between you and the Lord. Father, I pray over everyone in this room today. Everyone watching by TV or Internet or listening anywhere. You love us. You're not against us. You just want what's best for us. I pray that you would grant repentance to the acknowledging of the truth to every person in every area right now. That everyone might find the strength to acknowledge and admit to you what they know What they see is right, and to call sin sin, and to judge it and put it away. Thank you, Master. Hallelujah. Tell the Lord that you love Him more than anything else. More than any desire of your flesh. More than any desire of your soul. More than anything you love Him the most. He is really, truly your Lord and your Savior. And whatever He says, tell Him you'll do it. Tell Him you'll do what He tells you to do. You will obey. If He says cut it off, you'll cut it off. If he says "Change it you 'll change it what